We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Mavs, or I'm sorry, Pod Maverick presents Group Therapy. My name is Kirk Henderson. If you recall, I'm editor-in-chief over at MavsMoneyBall.com. I run Pod Maverick along with Josh Bowe. We do these podcasts where you, fans, fellow basketball fans, come talk a little hoop with us. Those of you who are listening on the live show, there is a YouTube stream, I'm sorry, a uh, link that should be pinned within the chat. Uh, I want you to click on that and come join me. Tell me what your thoughts are on this game. Tell me what your thoughts are on the season, along with anything else that might be on your mind basketball related. If you are listening to our live show on Twitter and you want to join the show, send me a direct message and I will shoot you the link as well. All right. Coming up first, we got Brian, who is uh, always here to help me kick off the show. Very much appreciate it. Uh, Brian, what's uh, what's cracking tonight? Man, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of just clicked the link just on reflex. I I don't feel inclined to talk about the basketball team at all, man. Sure, should we talk about team. something else? I heard somebody that didn't like blue eyed samurai got really upset with them. Really? <laughs> what, <laughs> what what was even their critique? Oh, just you know, like there's certain people who don't like animation, and I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. you know, I don't like. I don't like Scorsese movies half the time. What's, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Did you watch the game tonight? I did. I watched it from beginning to end, unfortunately. Uh, I saw that early lead that we got out to. Immediately tweeted midway through. I think by the time it was like a 15, 16 point lead. I said, oh, they're making, well, no, actually, when the lead was still only four or five, I said, they're making everything. (laughs) <laughs> and the Bucks are not, and they're still only up by four points. Yeah, I know exactly what the script is on this game. Right, I tweeted right. that like four minutes into the game, and inevitably here we are, man. Yeah, I have a painful message to a to a Bucks fan friend that that essentially said, "I can't wait to see how we blow this this twenty five point lead." Yeah, dude. I just I'm 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 tired, man. Like I like Josh played well on offense, and at this point, that's all I'm really expecting. I, I'm the three and D dream is is dead at least for this year. Maybe if he learns how to navigate a screen over the summer, we can, you know, go into because he looks good when he plays on the national team. So I don't think there's still something for him to work out there. Sure. But offensively, he's been fine the last few weeks, so I'll take that. We got the maxi outlier game. I I was in a group chat and someone said, "Uh, yeah, no, what maxi showed is encouraging." I said, "No, what maxi showed is." Something that should get him tested for PEDs. I called it the proof of. I called it the proof of life game. Yeah, yeah, that's precisely what it was. And so yeah, Maxi had a really good game. Couldn't capitalize on it. Very annoying. Luca, 
had a so-so game, like by his standards, like he scored, he hit threes early on. He let the refs get in his head. He had bad stretches that were very costly. And he turned the ball over a whole hell of a lot. Like nine nine turnovers. turnovers. Yeah. That's so stinky. That's so stinky. Dude, how the fuck? How the fuck did Grant Williams have four turnovers when he was barely touching the ball? Well, he had that real cool one because he dove on the ground, makes a nice play to get the ball from the Mavericks, and then uh, threw it to Jay Crowder. That was one of them. Jay Crowder had that behind-the-back pass to Damian Lillard for a layup. That was one, a really soul-crushing moment. Yeah. I um, then he had one in the fourth quarter that was uh, basically a happy feet one from the three-point line. That was just two. Those are the first two to come to mind. He obviously had more. Um, oh, when he traveled and then Luca looked like he wanted to murder him with multiple weapons on the other side of the court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, so that was fun. I've, I've just, I'm, I'm at the point like early in the fourth quarter, I was just in the trade machine, just, just, just fucking around. I was like, I've got better ways. It's been like, I'm, I'm just, cause like people keep saying, let the team get healthy, let the team get healthy, dude. I don't give a fuck. They've had 50 games to get healthy and then I'm healthy. I'm, I just, I'm past the point of caring. Like, Fire Jason Kidd, sure, but if we're firing him, fire Nico too for the job he's done over the last like three or four years. He doesn't get out of this unscathed. Sure. Fire Michael Finley because I don't know what the hell he does. Fire Dirk too for all I care. Trey Kyrie, I'm I'm just over it, man. I'm so over it. Kyrie, so so I want to get your take on something. Sure. I have I'm I'm on record. There's audio of me saying this, so there's just no point trying to act like I, you know, do the shit where I act like I was in on Kyrie all along. I was unhappy with the Kyrie trade rumors. I was unhappy with the Kyrie trade. I was unhappy with the Kyrie resigning. But at a certain point, you dance with who brung you. I like Kyrie's play. But I don't know. Do you feel, had he not said the night that he sprained his thumb that he was going to play through it, had he not said that, would you be as kind of like, do you think the fan base would be as angsty as they are with him right now? Because I think that is why everybody's super like, because he did. He comes out and he's like, I'm going to play through this. It'll be fine. And then he hasn't played in five games. I think I think everybody's like, me as kind of a Kyrie skeptic, I think everybody's been really hard on him. What do you think? I agree. And I do think that there are people who were mad specifically at that. I I was gonna get to the point that I'm at right now, no matter what. He he's he's missed he's, so much time. He's been good. he's missed he's missed forty five percent of the season. He's been good for the most part when he plays. Yeah. He's still like like he's still gonna come back and have two. Yeah, he'll be good. A, a shitty quarter to start the game. Both of the first couple games he played, and then we're gonna get the. I've got to stop being so passive. That's not in my character. Post game press conference after the third game when we go yeah, under, and then I'll score like thirty five points. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll yeah. get back on track. But like, it's, I'm, I'm just do the the injury, the ramp up, the freak injury again, the ramp up. I'm just, I'm it's tough because they are all freak injuries. But at a certain point, it's like, damn, this sucks. I'm tired of it, man. It's it's, it's just adding up, and it's not like his fault. He no. can't control getting hurt, but. And and then people on the timeline doing the Brunson thing again, and I'm like, dog, I, can we just like can like I, I know that's why we're where we are, but can we just not yeah. like like one time can we just like lose and be sad and say the team stinks and I not come back? National, well, you know, Jalen Brunson. I, I had one national media member kind of get into it with me and be like, you know, how much of this is Luca wanting everything for himself? And I'm just like, can you guys go fuck yourselves? What? I promise you he wants to win. If he didn't want to win, he wouldn't play on a Slovenian national team that has nobody taller than 6'7 on it. He wants to win. Winning is what is important to him. Not winning on his terms. Winning! I and feel if he wanted to win on his sometimes. Terms, if he wanted to win on his terms, why would he look around at what he's seeing right now and be like, yes, these are my terms. Yes, this is I love this. I this want. is so great. I love playing with 30, 32% three-point I shooter. love that two of like the two of our starters should be starters, our, our minimum guys that we picked up like <laughs> <laughs> three weeks before free agency. And I love that. That's amazing. Don't, 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 don't you agree? Isn't that also amazing it's, to you? It's just, it's, it's, I, I feel like we're all 
collect, and this is why we do these shows because we got mm-hmm. we 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 got my friend Captain Kyrie is going to join here in a little bit, who will probably mm-hmm. have some delight. I, I, Henry will have great counter counter countering thoughts to this, and this is why we do these because conversation is much better than typing. Where everybody sure. is a fucking keyboard warrior, including myself. I told one guy tonight who was like, "Your opinion is trash," and I'm like, "You fucking follow me. I don't follow you." I was about like, to say, what are you, we doing? you literally have to be in here to see it. So that and look, man, Captain Kyrie can come up here and kill me. Like, I, no, no, no. It's this. I, I don't need. Yeah. I'm not even. I, I like Kyrie. I, I want Kyrie to succeed. I mean, I'm we need like him. Mad at Kyrie. It's just it, this just doesn't feel good. It sucks. No, everything feels bad, and I just want everything and everyone to go away. That's that's kind of the point that I'm at. I've hit the point that I was after the first Charlotte loss last year, where I'm just like, I don't until they do something, like do something. Mm. There doesn't there's there's no reason to watch this team. And I say that I'm going to keep watching. As I keep watching every day. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm going to come back and I'm going to keep watching and I'm going to keep being depressed. I'm going to keep coming back and saying these things because this is what's been happening for like a month now. Well, I mean, there's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kyrie Kyrie probably come back. You know, we're going to have, who do we play next? The Sixers. We have a string. Just everybody knows just for like scheduling purposes. We have a string of beautiful timed basketball games. Mm-hmm. We have a six o'clock, a six thirty, and a two p.m. start time. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. of our next, like, just real stuff of magic. And I say that as a new dad who loves going to bed. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, man. It's, this this isn't all that fun, but I'm I'm glad I can talk about it with other people rather than reading through my timeline because, like, um, mm-hmm. like with Josh and I had kind of an interesting discussion about land uh, about uh, Grant, and like it made me think about um, Mavs fans for life. Landon Thomas wrote a piece about Grant. And even in the headline, he said something about, I can't remember the headline exactly, but it's just talking about Grant's struggles and talking about how, you know, this was the opportunity for Grant Williams to go from being a bit player to potentially like a real, real qual. He might've used the word superstar, but I don't want to put words if I don't remember the headline, but like talking Mm -hmm. about how Grant Williams had a real chance to become something here and still does, but it's like, like, and then I'm here. And then I think about this Josh Bo tweet. Listen to this. This is brutal. The Bigs Mavs ma- 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 yeah. the big Mavericks money offseason trade or free agent oh, God, yeah. <laughs> since Luca's rookie year. 2019, yeah, DeLon Wright. 2020, Josh Richardson. 2021, Reggie Bullock. 2022, <laughs> Christian Wood. 2023, Grant Williams. Oh, my God. He's the first on Wood. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, so, so it's like, yeah. like you, you, and you just at a certain point, you, like, I don't like being this mean about Grant. Well, uh, Grant Grant Williams. I don't like. It's not fun. I don't want to be mean about our players. I mean, sometimes I do, but not like all the time. Kirk and 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 the worst part about it is, and Josh said it too. Most of those moves, and it's what gives me kind of like pause about even being optimistic about what they're doing in the future. Most of those moves we kind of liked at the time, except for like the Javale one and. The, the Javel one and like, and like the Delon Wright move. I don't think I was a huge fan of that one at the time. But otherwise, we were all like, "Hey, hey, the, yeah, these are good little moves. All right, work God, out. We're so stupid." And none of them have worked. <laughs> out. And I'm just like, "Okay, so even man, I feel like even if they managed to swing like Kuzma and and Gafford and like like they they throw out that first, they throw out a swap, second salary, Jaden Hardy, whatever, and they manage to get him, I'm still in the back of my mind going to be like, okay, how do they possibly fuck this up? Because they're still going to. I just don't know how. I know, man. Here we are. All right. Thanks for hanging out and getting us started. Of course, dude. Thanks for having me. Okay, we got three other folks waiting. Um, We got Rain, who I'm going to bring up next, then Henry, then Brandon. Rain, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Rain, you there? All right, we'll give Rain a second. Um, we're going to go to Henry. Henry, what's going on, man? What's going on, boss, man? How you feeling? I mean, I, I wish I, like, we're at the point in the season where I question why I do this. <laughs> it's therapy, it's, like, it's therapy, man. It, not just the therapy, but, like, covering the games because it's, like, I, I, I mentioned the fact earlier that, like, the Mavericks, and you were you were in that last show, I saw your comment, where it's, like, the Mavericks have a, a three-game win streak at the beginning of January, a four-game win streak at the beginning of December. Like, there's just no continuity in their play. No. And there's so many reasons for that, but it sucks all the same. I can't 
I can't. I'm trying to remember the the coach's name. I think it was like Igor Kodokoskos or something mm. of the sort like that. When him and Lucas said in Euroball, almost every time up the floor, there's a set. There's a designed play for a designed outcome to happen. Yes. I don't, the the difference, the 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 Mavericks quarter one was a top three team in the West. I have not seen them play defense like this all fucking year. Yeah, it was pretty it, tight. I, and they actually ran sets. There were plays. It was I, I don't I don't know what happened. It was it was it was flowing. It was defense. And then literally from two to four, it went back to high screen, high pick and roll, four out, Luca Iso. I don't know what happened from quarter one to the rest of the game. Well, in the fourth, they did start throwing that really I don't want to call it unorthodox, but it's just like I don't think Dame like Dame Lillard might as well be tissue paper as far as defense goes. Oh, like yeah. you had you had Giannis up there kind of like looking like a, a windmill in Luca's face, and he just kind of it this is where you know, having lively in the middle of the floor, I think would have made a better difference. He he would find Dwight a few times, but he, you know, he his best option in his mind was going ISO. And this gets back to what we've talked about to date. You know, you've heard us talking. They don't do that if Kyrie's out on the floor. They really don't because you got too many. You got another option out there. If I join the chat here, will this kick me out of here? Because I want to type with some of these guys. Uh, I don't know because I have to do this from my computer. And if you're on your phone, that's a different one. Right, we'll, uh, you don't argue with. I, I got a great piece of advice the other day. Now, keep in mind all my wonderful live commenters. I'm glad you're here. I had a friend of mine who does this stuff for like a living basically tell me to not always over index the chat. Oh, I'm not said. worried about it. No, this is like, and I, I do that a lot because I like interacting with people. No, no, I'm like, shouting out Jer- Jeremy Sinnott because he sees a Jason, Jason Kidd avatar and then Maverick. <laughs> he's shouting out. And those, I just want to shout out a couple of people, but oh yeah, absolutely. Did we? Did we? Okay, two things. One, can we acknowledge how shameful it is that Jalen Brunson got more help in his what second year with New York than Luca has in six? They built a nice team up there, man. Like really that, built something special. Actually, insane. And again, I think I said it last time. Until 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 Cuban gets rid of this buddy bros club shit with Jason Kidd again. Jason Kidd was a primarily passing guard. He is not the coach. It's nothing against him. He needs to be coaching a Trey Young, a Tyrese Halliburton, or someone that's more of a facilitator. He doesn't need to be coaching two scoring guards. It doesn't fucking work. That's number one. Number two, to the Lucas stands on on Twitter, bro. Not number most most people are, are really good people, but some of the Lucas stands who were that little video because Kyrie had a conversation with Dane talking about he's not committed, and they're probably trolling. Oh yeah, but. No, because Kyrie likes everybody. Kyrie goes and daps up every possible person. He's, he's I such just a don't understand guy. how how they're blaming Kyrie in this situation. Because if Kyrie had 40 and 10 and they lost, it's oh my God, look, he leads Luca. He needs Luca. But now Luca does it. Oh my God, he needs so much help. So it just it's the delusional Luca stands that actually piss me off from this fan club. I've never seen it so much. And again, I'm sure most of these yeah, are trolls. No, it's not trolling, but it is kind of a level of frustration. And and I do think that Ky- like that Kyrie is not, you know, you saw the Stephen A. Smith thing this week, which that was that was, that was egregious. But then again, we know ESPN and Disney. We know they're we know the play. Well, but that's kind of what sports talk radio does. I mean, and I just kind of include all the sort of like throw out a fire take, let's talk about it sort of thing. And that's just it's it's just the nature of it. It's it's really, I. I I and you know it's so weird. It's so weird for and you know I know you're newer to our show, but like I'm usually the negative one, and so for my co-host Josh to be like, this feels like the Charlotte games last year is mm-hmm. shocking to me. So again, so the guy that just left, I can't remember his name, but the, the other guy that came on first, yeah, Brian, yeah, okay, so Brian, when he said, let's say we got Danny Abdia and Gafford or Coos and such and such, and you're still waiting for them to fuck this up, and I agree, <laughs> I agree. Because I posted, I said, okay, they, they we have a 25-point lead, 21-point lead. Watch we blow this shit. I don't think there's any true Mavs fan that actually thought that we were actually going to hold that lead. Did I think we were going to win the game? Yes. yes. But I didn't think we were actually going to blow the no. fucking lead like that. So my thing is, is what can the Mavericks as an organization do to where if they make a move in the back of your head, you're not waiting for the rug to be pulled under you? Yeah. Uh, nothing asking. right now. That's honestly okay. why, like... I, 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 you know, we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty, but that's what the show is for. And I don't, I'm not great about trade stuff. I don't like the fact that in order to be an NBA fan, sometimes you have to be an accountant 
that also understands like trade spreadsheets and shit. And it's just not really what I like to do. I like to watch basketball. It's a wild concept. Okay. And I'm pretty sure if they trade away their 2027 pick that all that really does, it, it's like charging a credit card. You have to, the, the bill comes due. And I think if they move that 2027 pick, I don't think they can do anything of interest this summer. I mean, and they would have three first first round picks this summer, right? That's what I want. Do that. Okay, so w- would you be okay with trading one now if we had two during the summer? No, because I don't think you can because those two at that point are so far down the road, I don't think they matter. Okay, so you think yeah. those two were contingent upon this one? Yes. I don't okay. know. See, and that's where it's like I'm not great about this stuff. It's just I want to have the ammunition to be able to go say, here's the cards that we have. Now, there's a lot of great points in return from that that essentially boil down to, well, who, you don't know who's going to be available this summer. You know Kyle right. Kuzma is available right now. Can you get a better person than Kyle Kuzma this summer? And let me just tell you that in 2024, it really hurts me on like a spiritual level to have Kyle Kuzma matter that much. Yeah, I I really don't want the Kuzma kick. That is disgusting. There's nothing that I've seen from him. Again, I wasn't a big Danny Abda fan until I saw Danny Abda's defensive highlights. I feel like him and Gafford would be the play, or we do P.J. Washington, Nick Richards, and I think there was like one more thing in there too where I actually liked it, but – Another thing that I actually pointed out from the game that I feel like was really the turning point or one of the many turning points was when Luca didn't get that obvious call after Giannis completely fucking ninjaed him in the nuts. Yes. He didn't get that foul call. I feel like Luca's body language and mood switched for the worse. And as a, and again, he, he, we, 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 we put so much pressure on him. Because he's 24, fam. He's still a kid. But someone has to let him know that when his body language and his mood changes, that leadership then trickles down to the. Oh, rest it's of the yeah, team. it's it's a it's cascading. Yeah, you can't do that, and it's hard for me to tell a twenty-four year old not to do that. You still have to remember he's a kid, but he knows it. That's but, the other thing, and that's what the Slovenian fans will tell you. He knows it. It's that I, I and you know, not that we we're not psychologists, but the twenty-four part of it does matter, and right. I really think that there's going to be something at like. 28 where he's just like i'm a different dude oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's got to go through life you have to go through some shit you know what i mean like that western conference heartbreak or you know whatever you don't call it i don't think anyone expect him to beat it but you have to go through failure and fuck shit and then you emerge out of that's the only way men grow is through suffering so (laughs) i'm hoping that every breaking point in your life has come from some sort of pain or suffering or loss every single time for every man so but he has to stop the body language bro that that rubs off I'm crazy like and I just I really I the really head dropping everything, you know, everything like this thing the soaking the running back slowly yeah. making it a four on five for the enemy like it's just tough he has to stop it it's it's extremely tough play I, I, and I'll end with everything I say every time I come on here man I want Jason Key to fire by 11.59 so we got about 14 minutes to go, so, um, bring in Mike Budenhoser and uh, you know go from there man but this is I've emotionally detached for this team. I'm going to still watch them, but I've, sure. I've no longer invested in them the way I was earlier in the season. I just kind of, I just kind of watch it now. It is what it is. Well, thank you so much for spending part of your evening with us. See you, man. All right. Talk soon. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, coming up next is my man, Brandom. Actually, no, Rain rejoined. Rain was in line. We're going to give Rain a chance here, Brandom. Give me just a second. Rain, what's up, man? And I'm just going to switch this camera off because I'm about to drive. I understand. That's that's my favorite is when people are on this show driving, and I'm just like, guys, don't do that. Don't do it. But, hey, wait, you can listen to me. What's going on? 
Well, I'm just at a point of complete apathy. Um, that might have to do with more. Did your audio drop, man? And Rain's having a hard time with the car. I've done this too, where it's like the car audio will kick you in and out between the Bluetooth thing. Um, all right, Rain, I'm going to have to bring you back up. We'll try again. Brandon, welcome back. Kurt, you doing all right? I am doing. I, I'm, I hear my wife upstairs with the three-month-old, and he sounds really angry, and I'm wondering if I should cancel the show, but until she tells me to come up, we're going to keep talking. So what's going on? <laughs> Waiting for that Cal Kuzma trade. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I'll react to that because Kyle Kuzma is a much better player than I originally thought. I kind of thought that he was like the Lakers bump guy because, like, they do this with everybody, where it's like if you play for the Los Angeles Lakers, you're fantastic. And only problem is every guy that they drafted and played with for years turned out to be really pretty stinking good. Yeah, and he's another one. He is another one, but man, I I think it's gonna take a little bit more than Kyle Kuzma to help this help this roster out, Kirk. I think you're right. But look, I feel like this. I mean. The roster is so injured and so up and down. I mean, trading past the midpoint, I feel like it would be useless. This is my opinion, especially with not knowing if, you know, you get a player that you don't know if they're going to resign. You know, that's, that's lost value. And we've lost enough value over the years by just giving away money to bigs that don't really, you know, contribute. Yeah. So I feel like it's a lost cause. So to me, I mean, you just have to – me being a math fan, I would just have to face it. that You know, this roster is not that good. Um, the best bet is to go for it. You know, this summer, the guys that, you know, don't fit the culture, let them go, and, you know, you have a pick, you know, um, going forward. You know, despite giving away the Knicks pick this year, it's one asset that we do have as opposed to going, you know – into the rest of the season with somebody that may or may not sign. And, you know, Mavs have a terrible history of people walking away after one year. There's been plenty of examples, even with just role players of guys going away. So um, I would just, you know, run it back and just take my L if I had to. Well, I mean, Cuban talked about this in a recent uh, Twitter thread where, man, that man spends more time on Twitter than I do, but just he kind of kept referring back to the team health. Um, and and I get why. I, I just want to see it. And, you know, the top comment on my recap tonight at Mavs Moneyball is like, yep, another preordained loss after th- missing three starters. And it's just, it really is hard. Like, some t- I, I, I don't think it's that reductive. I really it, it can't be because these guys are NBA players and some of them are supposed to be pretty good. But that doesn't take away from the fact that like this just continues to feel real bad. <laughs> like there's just you remember in 2022 we went on that run, everything felt great. Mm-hmm. This felt so it feels like a Wednesday at work that never ends. <laughs> the day that never ends. But I mean, Kirk is so hard for these guys to you know with the injuries and a lot of these guys being young. Um, they really haven't had a chance to play with each other. They had a chance to play with Luca because mm-hmm. he's always in the roster and guys that's always playing, um, you know, is really odd this year because the White Powell is injured and he's never injured. But there's yeah. so much turnaround. I mean, how many guys are really, and this is no not to Luca, but how many guys are going to be able to develop around Luca? You know, shooting skills, ball handling skills, or just getting the feel of the game around somebody that's just ball dominant. And, you know, I, I brought this up before that, you know, he's, good for helping guys but you know them missing time and not being able to play with each other i had i feel like that would have to definitely factor into you know not only the culture but the record as well too um so it's just it's just circumstance i, I feel you know well it's tough because there's not a lot of answers and i don't think they're going to get any which is why i just think at a certain point there needs to be you know we need to hear about some players only meeting we need to hear about something, some kind of accountability somewhere. You know, the Mavericks are a little bit of a leaky ship. And and we always hear this sort of stuff. You know, everybody hates hates Tim McMahon because he's the only one who asks any real questions night to night. But, it's, you know, I, I want to hear something like that where it's like McMahon comes out and says, well, I heard there's a, a, a team-only meeting and, and they, you know, 
beat Grant Williams with soap bars wrapped in towels until he cried, and then they realized they were going to play better. Like, I don't know, something ridiculous. I, I just, I need that. I need that to, to inject some life into the season because this, it feels listless. It feels meaningful, meaningless as well, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like these guys are just out there going with emotions, and I feel like with, you know, these guys being super competitive, if something doesn't give, then it can easily just turn into some type of internal rift to where they're not really on the same page because they're losing. You know, yep. winning is all is, but they just keep losing, losing and becomes a part of the culture. Then I have to feel like there's going to be some type of finger pointing. And with yep. the roster not being good at all, there could be a lot of finger pointing. And yep. I don't, to me, the front office doesn't seem like the type that's going to go in there and, you know, mediate or, you know, kind of, I guess you could say manage these tempers. So it, it can get, it can get bad fast, but. And maybe it will. And may, it, you know, maybe it will. I, I'm just, I'm not to the point where my co colleague Josh Bo was, where he's just like, this feels like something that's gone off the rails right? because they, they close out here. Let's just see here. I got the schedule up. They close out. They go Sixers who won't have Joel Embiid. They have Brooklyn who are a catastrophically bad vibes team. Then they go uh, New York Knicks, who probably should beat the daylights out of us, but I, that just strikes me as a game that's going to be a great one. That's a TNT game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they play the Thunder, Washington, and then San Antonio before All-Star break. So that's one, two, that's seven, no, that's six games. And that's six games, and they're only three games above 500. Three, three games above 500. They, they, need, to, they need to win they need to go split 500 for me. They need to go into the all-star break above 500. That's what, that's my, my kind of line of demarcation. And to me, that would be more of the priority than, you know, any type of potential coaching changing or, or trade, because think about this, you three games above 500, you're going to the break and you have these tough games and you have guys that's injured, Um, making some type of change would kind of shift the narrative to, it would, to me, it would seem like it would throw off the chemistry. So I would definitely prioritize getting wins in before anything. Well, on the deadline, the deadline, and see, you know, you'd think I'd know this because I, I run a website. The deadline is Thursday. So it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, they'll still have games to play after that because you remember, we we're all excited about Kyrie last year where we went and, and then Luca was hurt. Luca got hurt trying to, um, I don't know if you remember this, he got hurt trying to like dunk from like the middle of the key against mm-hmm. New Orleans. And then his calf was just like never the same the rest of the year. So, oh goodness, you got anything else for us, Brandon? Yeah, man, that's it, Kirk. But you know, I look at it like this. I mean, they're the Mavericks. I've watched them a long time, and I've seen some some terrible basketball. So it's just another season, man. I don't, I don't know if you remember Doug McLeod. That dude, if you don't, you're not missing. I'm not quite old enough for that, but I know who he is. Dude, he he shot the most threes in one season. He was like 33%. This is pre-Dirt, Doug McLeod. There's not a lot of highlights of him. Shout out to Doug, but, man, it was bad. You you know, you got to think back to the Sam Dellenberg days, the Sagana job, Jose Calderon. I mean, there's been so many names that's been thrown out that potentially could help the Mavs. You know, Elton Brand, Eric Dampier. All these names have been out there for years, and the Mavericks have always been this 500 team. So what's interesting is Cuban has been there all of those years. You know, just like Jerry Jones been there for the mediocre Cowboys days. Yep. You know, Cuban's been there for the mediocre, you know, Dallas Maverick days. So at some point, he's going to realize that it's either cognitive dissonance or, or something. But, you know, it's just who they are, and their roster hasn't changed. Their culture hasn't changed. So – until there's a cultural shift in their front office, you know, the only thing we could do is just watch the game and hope that they get better. Yeah. No. Well, appreciate you joining as always, my guy. Thank you, Kirk. All right. Coming up next, we're going to try rain one more time, and then rain, it might not happen for you tonight. Rain, let's try the audio now. Trying the audio again. Hey, there we go. What's up? Like I said, just complete advocacy. As we all know, Kuzma's not going to make this any better. He might be an improvement over what we trade for him, but if Kyrie's out, Lively's out, continual revolving door of just players in and out of the hospital, 
nothing's going to change. I don't see the value in making any big swing moves, not that they really can or have the pieces to. And honest, I'm not. I'm not here sitting tank. I'm just saying let the season be what it's going to be. Don't trade anything of value. And if injuries and the, the like just lead them to happen to being able to keep their pick, and that's just the way that, you know, that the cards fall, then that's just what it is. I, I, I like it. That's kind of where I am because I don't want to give anything up of value because nothing that's out there moves the needle. Not to be all, you know, dropping dropping really terrible uh, metaphors, but improving from a team that can win 42 games to a team that can win 43 and a half games and giving up a first-round pick to do so strikes me as, as like, patently insane. And, uh, like, I do genuinely believe that despite the records being very similar, this team is an improvement over last year. It is a oh, very yeah, yeah. marked improvement over last year. There were no I answers don't... last year. We like we know that there are things that work for this team. Last year there was nothing that worked. They were healthy. I mean, well, moderately. Luca and Kyrie weren't particularly healthy down the stretch, but it wasn't like this where it's like, oh, well, here's our next four guys that are missing ten to twelve games. It's and not to pump the brakes on, um, I can't remember who it was, it's, you know, that, you know, fire kid. Fire. Okay, I'll be on that. We can get rid of kid. Not the point of the year where this should happen. It's just not going to do anything. Something has to change with the culture of their team. Luca might bear some responsibility for this. I did hope that, well, and Kyrie has proven to be somewhat of an effective leader on the team. But the culture of the team under kid. Someone needs to be able to light a fire under these guys when things aren't going well. And he, he might be able to manage their personalities in the locker room, but he can't clearly manage them when they're on the court. Yeah. And I do think, not that this is going to happen, that next year there should be a change. And obviously, there should be roster changes as well. And I do think that what Nico did over the season, uh, um, off-season was an improvement. Now, could we have known that? Uh, fuck me, I'm blanking on his name right now because he's just he's a blank on the court. Um, Grant Williams. Grant Williams. There we go. Like that hurts. Th- theoretically, he should have fit like a glove. Yeah. He's the type of guy that Luca could get paid. What does he do? Bit of three, yeah. a bit of D. That's. If you can do that, anyone who can do that should look at, at Luca and go, this guy's going to tick my three-point percentage up maybe, what, three, four points? I'm going to get more wide-open shots than I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna look, I can look like a star on this team. Any defensive attention that I do draw is going to be highlighted even more because I might be one of three guys on the entire bloody team that can defend to any degree. Right. But he's just become nothing I, I actually was pushing for that in the off season and now i can't even remember his name it's 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 tragic but the rest of their moves the, the x and the steer i thought derek Jones jr i was in the offseason. i was like what the fuck are we doing sorry the apathy is has subsided i was thinking what the fuck are we doing this guy doesn't fit and you know he's not as good as he was at the start of the year but he's way outplaying his contract. Exum's outplaying his contract. Otherwise, I think the offseason moves were good, and Rome wasn't built in a day. So I feel like he give him another opportunity in the offseason, and let's be honest, you, you can't really go changing out your GM every other season now, can you? But some things just have to change, but I don't see the point of changing them right now. Unless they're going to pick up Wiggins for... I don't know, like three dollars and a candy bar. There's just no point. Yeah, it doesn't get us anywhere. Anyway. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you struggling through and hanging out to talk with us. All right. No worries. I have a good one, there, Kirk. All right. Rain says he has apathy, but then he he hangs out to join a live show for for forty minutes. So he does. He's not he's not that apathetic, and we're grateful that he joined. David, you're going to take us home tonight. What's going on? 
Hey, Kirk. Uh, so, you know, I, you said I, I always only go to good games. Well, tonight I was at this game. Mm. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, the first quarter was the most fun ever because it was the maxi game for like sure. the first 20 minutes. Um, I'm just going to hit a few notes uh, that I don't think other people have already covered because I think there's a lot of. It's all right, man. A lot of good stuff. So uh, first off, the the debate that we had earlier this week, um, Luca is definitely a better player than Dirk has not had a better career, obviously. Sure. But I, okay. I can, uh, but the one thing that Dirk needs to help this young man with is his maturity because it kills me. The guy is more than enough talented, and yet there was a whole defensive play with a baseline. I forget who it was, Chris Middleton or somebody just ran behind him while they were sitting there complaining to the refs in the second quarter uh, about a no call. And like the amount of, if he can take the beatings, he can literally get his ankle broken by Giannis and teleport back. To, I didn't even see, I saw him go to the locker right underneath where my seats are and then teleport right. back into the game two minutes later. And uh, he can do that, but yet he can't contain his emotions on a non-call where he barely got Gray's going to the rim. He's, if if he can like button that up, I think that'll help. But our our team just lacks size, man. Every time I've yeah. gone to one of these games, Bucks are real big. Yeah, it's Giannis is an enormous human. Yeah, Giannis is uh, the idea that he's you know we can. It's like the Tim Duncan problem. Is he a center? Is he a forward? Who the fuck cares? He's seven foot eight uh, and jumps out of the gym. Uh, he, he just I thought he would play be bully ball tonight uh, from like within five feet of the basket and instead it was just him running at the basket i was shocked that people couldn't try and stay in front of him better but he's, he's extremely gifted and uh you know it when we're running a, a lineup of powell and kleba and uh grant williams as our bigs you know those are two essentially two four like two small forwards and uh like maybe a power forward into white powell like we don't right. have anybody over six ten we're just not going to be able to compete in the NBA without another seven footer. At least when we had Boban, we had somebody to mix things up. And tonight I saw kid, I think it was a third quarter. He subbed out within like, it felt like within like 30 seconds, he had subbed out Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Cleveland, Dwight Powell, and then back again. Like he went back to it. Cause he was just, he was completely devoid of options. So I don't even know like where to go right now besides getting healthy but if we're like as Mavs fans, we're all expecting Dante Exum and Kyrie Irving to magically save the day. Um, when really, like Derek Lively having his nose broken, and you talked about going 500 these next few games, it's going to be brutal. Um, thank God Joel Embiid is is, is going to be out. But like Victor Wembanyama is uh, as bad as the Spurs are. Holy mm -hmm. Christmas, we are going to get eaten alive um in these upcoming games by every single big um <laughs> i mean this is this is gonna be bad y'all like brace brace for impact we need to pray that luca and the tandem shooting of all of these uh these guards can get us through uh the next i don't know 30 quarters of basketball to like <laughs> until until we can get some size back because without Derek lively we have zero like if the mavericks make any trade i don't know who's out there I know we've been begging for Capella, um, but anybody, we need a backup center like yesterday. We need yeah. somebody that can back up this team because there's nothing we can do. Um, all of our defense is played below the rim. The only chance we have is playing some sort of zone, trying to get inside the passing spaces. And if it wasn't for Derek Jones Jr. tonight, we would have probably lost by 25. Like, yeah. He covered so many gaps and caused so many tips and like errant passes in the first half and then again uh, later in the second. It was incredible. And if it wasn't for Grant Williams making us, you know, play four on six, then, you know, maybe we have a shot uh, defensively. But like, yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say. Like, I mean, obviously we got to get healthy. I don't want us to make a gamble trade, but like, it's just, it's sad. It's sad watching us like have the smallest lineup that I've ever seen uh, night after night after night. And then couple that with this argument that we saw earlier about like, who's had the better, who's the better player, who's the better career. I will say this, Dirk took accountability for the team and sure. it is drastically missing 
Like Luca does everything that you want a superstar to do, except keep his focus where it belongs in game. I mean, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to, especially with bullshit calls, like literally sure. Giannis kicked him in the stomach tonight. <laughs> it wasn't the- look, Luca sold it a little, like he did make, con- but Luca sold that thing. Like he was like getting, you know, like I used to sell fights with my big brother where I, oh, he's beating me up. <laughs> oh, sure. No, I mean, there was also Luca just popcorn hand one out of bounds and they showed the replay in the arena. And he obviously didn't even get touched. And he tried to like, euro soccer player injury into his face or something it's like no bro you just fucking cop with the uh, the basketball the uh the idea that like but like Giannis, like i expected them at least to maybe say offensive foul on Giannis because he wasn't dunking it he was throwing an outlet pass and they didn't even wipe that away and then of course on the other end tim hardaway got bodied like he he tackled him through the layup uh uh, Giannis did and they didn't even call it like they just like yep that was a block <laughs> it's like, yeah on his neck um it was the refing was bad tonight sure but like the free throw disparity really wasn't there we actually rebounded well like everyone hustled tonight which is the sad part like we hustled hard the turnovers and the sloppiness again were a result of those passes uh, from Luca a lot of them sailed meaning that he's expecting guys to be able to jump higher Dwight Powell Maxi Kleva and none of those guys could reach some of those passes. Part of that's on him, but that's sure. part of that's on he's he's gotten used to having Hell, the luxury yeah. of an actual center. And if those guys are an inch or two taller, we have a slightly bucks are taller so big lineup. too. You know the bucks. The bucks put Luca in a in a bit of a blender today. I mean nine turnovers. Yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, he he was having some just handles issues uh, around the perimeter, which were a little un, uncharacteristic. Yeah. But yeah, I just anyway, that's my that's my take is it's going to be rough these next few games because we if he can't if they're lively can't get in there. I don't know what our record is without him. Somebody's probably got it on their laptop, but it's it's going to be brutal, Kirk. Like this is this this team is too small night in night out. We have too many guards. And as much as I love Tim Hardaway's season so far overall, like if we can get more size between him or sure. Hardy. Uh, and that was the other thing. I don't know why he took Hardy. I felt like Hardy. I do because Hardy okay. took Hardy takes when Hardy Hardy doesn't no, go have. Ahead. I, yeah, I, I want your take because I could. So, so basically, Hardy when Hardy decides that he's going to make magic happen, nothing good happens. <laughs> 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 he he took a step back jumper at the top of the key because he he just can't get separation from anybody. And mm-hmm. his best assets are when he's catching the ball on the move already and the defense isn't totally set because he's, you know, he's shifty enough. He's strong enough. He's athletic enough, but he's not particularly quick. And right. so what he'll do is he'll take a bad shot, but then he won't get back on defense and you cannot do both. And mm. and Bobby Corrala pointed it out to me and I've been watching it happen where he'll watch a shot a little too long and then he'll get beat back. And that mm. that's just, it's tough. And kid doesn't okay. have the patience for it. And the mat, you know, it's they should have turned to him again, I think, just because they need the minutes eaten up by somebody. But that yeah. that was kind of why. Okay. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. But again, it's like, kid, yeah. Yeah, that, that limits your rotation to like more Grant Williams minutes. Um, when there's definitely times where it's like, you know, we need some offense in here and something sure. to get our, our, our spark going. But yeah, if if we don't have any more size, like I'm getting really nervous about the season. Like somebody, I think Brian to start the this this off was saying he had vibes from Charlotte. And I'm sure that was the end of the year last year for me. Is like that first Charlotte loss was was catastrophic. I was like, oh no, this is like we are when full we are in full nosedive time. And uh, at that point, it was like go go all the way, get a get a pick, steal it from the Knicks, screw them. They they already messed with Jalen Brunson. Take it from them. I don't know what our, I don't know what we do this year, but if we don't make the playoffs this year or we're, you know, t- sure. 10th seed, I'd, it, uh, it'll be rough. I'm not looking forward to that, but I still think they're all right. I'm, all right, I man. Thanks right. for hanging out. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks for All right. Coming up last, we got, I, I said David was last, but then uh, we got another guest. Mike joined down below. I'm going to bring Mike up on stage. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Long time. You were first time coming up here. Uh, I just wanted to get off that. It's such bad basketball (laughs) that it's just on another screen now. I don't even fucking listen to it anymore. 
I I watch and I'm like, oh, I, I just have happy moments where it's like, oh, we're up like 26. Nice. I saw Luca got like he, he hurt his ankle or something. I was worried about that, but he came back in. But um it's so infuriating that I'm just watching the wire and I'm just peeking at the game on a different screen from now on. That's My a better wife, use of your time tonight. It, it definitely is. It's like what what are we doing? I get that I get that messed up about it, but then when I come in here and I see everybody else messed about it, messed up about it, it makes it gives me. It, I go the other way. Now, <laughs> now I feel like I don't know. We have Derek Lively and Luka Doncic. When Derek Lively gets better, I, I feel like Derek Lively could be an All Star probably if he's this good in his rookie year. I don't know. I feel like. This year is going to suck anyway. Let's just make it to the playoffs. Like, we're a dice roll against anyone. If the I like the Timberwolves matchup anyway. Let's just mm. get, let's be the eighth seed. Let's, let's beat the Timberwolves. It's not that bad, guys. Put them You've on gone the through the full screen. range of feelings tonight, haven't you? <laughs> exactly. Well, what, se- what season of the wire are you on? Uh, I'm second. That is the first time watching it. I'm on the season second. Two. You're on season two? Season two may feel like a slog. It already does. It's like what the you, hell? You, you <laughs> just, you just gotta. It, what did Lester Freeman say in season one? He says all the pieces matter. That show comes together, and you'll be like, oh, okay. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> as as, as, the, as a as a, as a white guy, the... look, man. As as a white guy approaching forty, I I have to talk about the wire because it's the thing I did in my twenties, and it's just such okay. a great show. Um, yeah, I, I I think you're you know you're this is a positive note to end the show on because the framework is there, which is why I'm not down and out on the season yet. I, I, I like the take, Mike. I think this is a healthy take, and I think everyone nice. should should take it to heart. It'll be, and if it's not okay, then then we can go watch something else on TV. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly. Put them on your second screens, guys. Let them if it if they're making if they're bitching and complaining that they need to get healthy, then fine. Watch the wire. Let them get healthy. Screw it, Mike. Thanks so much, <laughs> man. Talk soon. All right. Yep. See you. A great way to end the show guys this has been kirk i can uh, hear my wife upstairs she needs some help with the baby appreciate you hanging out with me for almost uh i don't know almost 100 minutes again tonight everybody be good we'll be back on monday night uh two or three early games in a row like i mentioned so we'll uh hopefully have uh, talk a little earlier in the evening everybody be good go mavs i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.